Hello and welcome to Look What You Made Me Read, the podcast all about books and forcing your best friend to read the books you want to read. I'm Val and I am with Kat. Hi, That's Kat. me. That's you. Hi. Um, we are like 20 episodes into this now. How do you feel about that? Wow. I feel like a professional now. <laughs> I feel like Good. I've been in this game for a long time now. Mm. And mm. I feel very wise and... <laughs> Like, I just know the podcast game, you know? I just Good. I just know it, you know? <laughs> you just know it. I just know it now. <laughs> uh, what about you? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, it's been a fun 20 episodes. It's been a fun... Yeah, I don't even fun. remember when we started it, but it's been a fun however many months of this. Uh, yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. I want to say it was, like, the spring that we started. Yeah. And even if no one listens to it, it's fun just to talk to you. Every yeah, exactly. Things we like, so. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Not just how like you? How's messages. your? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, how's your week been, or your two weeks? Well. Um, well. It's been an event eventful two weeks. Let's just. Say. Oh yeah. Let's 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 uh, talk about the elephant in the room. Uh, <laughs> I was waiting for it. Red, <laughs> yes. Taylor's version oh. came out. I know for everyone who's listening to this, it's now been three weeks. But we are we recorded the last one before I come out, so mm-hmm. we've had two weeks with the album mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Has it been two weeks? Well, actually, it's only yeah. been a week. We can it? Oh yeah, we can a bit. Yeah, it was a week on Friday. Anyway, this is unnecessary. <laughs> uh, point is, I. Red has always been one of my favorite of her albums. It's such a good one. It's so and good. And having it re-recorded and having these beautiful vault songs and don't even get me started on all too well 10-minute version Taylor's Stop. version from the vault by Taylor Swift from the Stop. album Red Taylor's version. <laughs> <laughs> um... It's everything I ever wanted and more. Mm-hmm. I, I, I honestly, I had like, I had high expectations for the song, obviously, yeah. but I didn't really have any specific expectation. I didn't have any. I, I had no idea how it was going to sound, what exactly was going to happen, but my God, the, the the new lyrics are just heartbreaking and beautiful so and lyrical and beautiful and passionate and oh my god i'm obsessed <laughs> so. i remember i was walking to like from the tube station to work and i was like listening to the all too well 10 minute version <laughs> for the first time and oh. when when it first brings in like the changes i was like literally physically on the street like oh my god it was I, so good i just no. wasn't expecting it it was a yeah. shock it's but just a good yeah shock. exactly you're just like uh, oh my gosh <laughs> Um, Obsessed. Yeah, so, I mean, it's been like nine years that my favorite Taylor Swift song has been All Too Well, and mm-hmm. finally it has changed. It's now All Too Well 10 Minute version. <laughs> Very different. <Yeah. laughs> Very different. I mean, they are. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's just so good. Like, so good. It's, I'm, 
I mean, I, I mean, and honestly, all I enjoy all the vaults. I mean, this is not surprising. Uh, there's very few Taylor Swift songs I don't enjoy, uh-huh. but all the vault songs I'm so I love and I. But I I've been dying to ask. I've been I've been holding <laughs> back because I wanted to chat about it here. <laughs> I want to know your favorite vault song, and I want to know your least favorite vault song, and yeah. I want to. An, es- an essay explaining your decision for both. But you, why have you done this to me? You know I don't like this. I know. I was actually going to be like, I was going to text you and be like, just so you know, I will be asking you. But I'm like, she'll know. She'll know. Well, wait, I, Come wait. On. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I was so Wait, is it just so red? Or are we talking like you? all of the vault songs? I'm just talking the vault songs. Just the new ones. So... Okay. From like and and not including all two all ten minute version because obviously oh, but that's, that's number one. You, I mean that's the that's too easy. Like obviously it's the best. Okay, one. I that's fine. I get it. I get it. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll just have you know that my sister reacts much better to these questions than you. I don't like being asked to name my favorite anything, and least favorite is I also know. bad. <laughs> Although I was, I do, we were talking about this at the weekend with some people, and I do very easily know uh, Christmas songs' favorite and least favorite, but. Who? Um, what? Christmas songs' favorite and least favorite is very. Oh, easy okay. For me. Anything else is really bad. <laughs> that was just like so random. It threw me. Yeah, it just came to me. I was like. <laughs> Interesting. Um, Let me, I'm trying to think what, like, if I can guess your favorite and least favorite Christmas song. Is is your favorite All I Want for Christmas is You? It is. It is. Okay, cool, 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 cool. And your least favorite? Hmm. Uh, it's got to be like an annoying one, right? It's very annoying, but it's a lot of people's favorite, so... Oh, I love that. The yeah. the, the controversy. Oh, is it um <laughs> is it Last Christmas? No, I quite like okay. Last Christmas. Okay, good. I love it. And I would have been sad, but, you know... <laughs> Hmm, what's something a lot of people love, but you might hate? Is it, is it like a super religious song? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, what is it? I'll never guess it. Uh, Fairy Tale of New York. Oh, yeah, no. By far mm, the worst Christmas no. song. Like, un- so unnecessary. I don't even listen to it. It's not even in any kind of rotation whatsoever. Thank God. I have been, I <laughs> yeah, felt like no. a mad person all week because everyone's like, nah. that's my favorite. What the fuck oh, is the worst? so boring. Ugh, so people boring. Who like that. And it doesn't even sound good. Like, it doesn't. Yeah, it's exactly. People whose favorite is that are, have a boring personality. Oh, I'm so glad we're friends. Um, but back to Taylor Swift. Damn it, I thought we were gonna... (laughs) Uh, no, because I haven't talked about my favorite. Um, okay, can we do your favorite first, just so I kind of have... Okay. So, I think, I think, at the moment, this isn't a definitive, definitive choice, because it's been a week and a few days, my opinion will change inevitably as it always does Mm -hmm. uh but currently my favorite is better man yeah i I love that uh but sess it's Mm -hmm. i was like singing along to it and i love belting along to it and i truly (laughs) feel like i have broken up with a man who was just not good enough like (laughs) 
And I like <laughs> feel these emotions, you know? And I'm like, oh my God, I would, this would be my karaoke song if I ever did karaoke, which I don't. But if I did this song, um, or, you know, 10 minute version of All Too Well, which I know people would love that at karaoke. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> <Imagine>. <laughs> um. And then my least favorite, and I feel like part of it was disappointment, was Babe, because I let me talk about it. Let me explain. Okay. I like Babe, and I I actually enjoyed the Sugarland version of Babe. While I never listened to a little big town's version of Better Men, like I never listened to it. Um. So that one was kind of more of a new experience than Babe was. Um, so I was very excited to hear Taylor's version of Babe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I enjoy it. It's still fun, but I, I hate, I hate the, what about your promises, promises? Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, first of all, I just don't like it. Second of all, I don't know if you know this meme about the girl from Cheetah Girls. <laughs> uh, do you know, she, she wasn't like in a band before Cheetah Girls and is it like adrian something no it's, it, no it was like it was the girl um one of the other ones but okay. she was in a band she has a lisp and um she was in a girl band before and she has a song that literally goes i'm tired of your book of promises promises oh god <laughs> and so i hear the babe version and all i can think and it was like a meme like people like I mean, it's kind of mean because, you know, she has a list or whatever, but it's like, it's funny. It's funny. And <laughs> any time I hear that bit, like, from Babe, I just think of that and it, like, <laughs> makes me laugh, makes me cringe. I hate the, <laughs> I hate the, because that, the Promises Promises is not in the Sugarland version of Babe. And yeah. So I was like, that is such an unnecessary addition. I don't like it. Um, I'm learning to, like, ignore it, uh, <laughs> but I still like the song. It's still a fun song, and there's some good moments or whatever, but I'd say that's my, it's at the bottom for me. Okay. I mean, I think we do have the same least favorite, to be honest. Um, but, I just... oh, I also want to quickly say. Okay. Though at the moment, Better Man's number one, Nothing New is very close up there. I okay. love Nothing New. Yeah, that's a good one. Anyway. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I was, so I was just saying. I think our least about... favorite. I know. Right. I hate it. <laughs> uh, but it yeah, well. babe. Not. It's not hor- like it's not a least favorite. Not is such bad. a weird I mean, term because it's not like it's, none it's, of them are bad. It's but... still technically a favorite. It's just a least of your favorites. Exactly. You okay. Know? Fair. Yeah, I think I would do that one as well. I didn't know about the the meme, but <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think my favorite. I do really like um, Better Man, but I think at the moment in this present time, I really liking. I bet you think about me. <laughs> yeah, I I had a feeling you were gonna pick that, yeah. and that is a valid choice. Like, love that. it is so good. The attitude in her voice while she sings so that good. song is brilliant. Yeah. I love that, and it's so fun to sing along to. Like, especially yeah. that last end bit, you know. Uh, so good. I love the video as well. The video is cool. Oh, the video is so yeah, good. So give good. it a give a hand to Miss Blake Lively for directing yeah, a beautiful music video. And I love that Miles <laughs> Teller was in it with his wife uh, yes. playing the bride. That's so, so fun. Um, and she, I mean Taylor looked amazing, unsurprisingly. But mm. 
so good. And she, her, when she's at the kids' table, so good. <laughs> so cute. So, so good. I love it. Um, and then uh, let's talk about the all too well short film. God. The, I mean, I know we already discussed that Dylan Bryan's in it, but Dylan O'Brien was in it. <laughs> He just gets uh, he is a fitter and man. fitter. <laughs> he he made me want to be with a gaslighter, you know. He oh. <laughs> yeah, he's he fine. Is fine as hell. Fine, 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 fine. With a beard as well, oh, and the beanie when he's like angry on the phone. A uh, hello. Stop. I'm Yell sorry. At he's me. so <laughs> underrated. For his looks, like, uh, and his acting, just, and he should be you know, in everything. Him. Should be and should be awarded everything. Yeah, how's he not have an Oscar? It doesn't make sense. It like <laughs> it does not make. I can't believe he didn't get an Oscar for Teen Wolf. Honestly, I know, right? <laughs> Literally, the acting so good. The Performance acting. of the decade. Honestly, yes. Um. <laughs> um but also, but it's so good. But what's funny is I don't know if you've watched because Taylor was on Seth Meyers and like Jimmy Fallon before the album came out. Oh, I didn't watch it. Um, I think it's on Seth Meyers. She she talked briefly about Dylan O'Brien. She was like, "Oh yeah, I'm so excited that he's in the movie. I love him. I've watched everything he's been in." And I was like, "Hold up, hold up. Does that mean Taylor has watched Teen Wolf? Because if Taylor Swift <laughs> has watched Teen Wolf, I I can't wrap my head." my head around that <laughs> it does not feel right to me yeah the teen wolf no, might it. have uh, the taylor might have seen teen wolf <laughs> the teen wolf might have seen taylor, Zoo taylor. <laughs> um because it is such a ridiculous show um a work of art but a ridiculous show nonetheless a work of art, um, yeah absolutely a work of art <laughs> i just Anytime I think of Teen Wolf, I think of, like, the pilot episode where Jackson is like, Scott, where do you get your juice? Scott's like, my mom does the grocery shopping. It's so iconic. I mean, Uh, top tier of writing. Honestly, honestly. Mm. Um, Yeah. So I feel like I've been blathering on about Taylor. No, it's good. I mean, we warned people last week it was going to happen. It was going to happen. I got to talk about it. We'll put a little disclaimer, like skip to however many minutes if you don't want to hear about Taylor Swift. I mean, technically we're a book podcast, but we are also Mm -hmm. a Taylor podcast. You should know based off the title of our podcast that this is also a Taylor podcast. Yeah. Um, So obviously... Um, I mean, songs is writing, so. Yes. There you have it. You're absolutely correct. And not <laughs> to mention, in the All Too Well short film, she's an author. Hello. Yes. Oh my God, it it's so relevant. It all ties in together. I love it. <laughs> so relevant. Perfect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just so happy. Like, Red's always been one of my favorites. And I'm I know sure that's not, like, an out there opinion, but... It just makes me so happy that Red is getting its, like, moment. Like, I know, Mm -hmm. because, like, when Red first came out, I feel like so many people were still, like, mocking her and, like, were just being like, "Eh," you know, she's just writing about her ex-boyfriends as if, like, she's the first person to do that. Um, Yeah. And 
and you know, it got snubbed at the Grammys and blah blah blah. And you know, it was so it was so popular to like shit on Taylor back then. So I feel like and and everyone was always talking about, oh, this is such a disjointed album and blah blah blah. And it's not cohesive, you know? And yeah. I'm so glad that people have like recognized that red is like beautiful for what it is for being uh such a mix of different songs and such an almost an experimental album of different genres and exploring different avenues i feel like she really in this album starts exploring different genres mm-hmm. and uh different songwriting and different instruments and everything and and like without that album, you would not have gone Pop Princess, nineteen eighty nine, yeah. Taylor, you know. And I yeah. feel like people are finally appreciating it for that now yeah. that it's getting its re release, and people are older and wiser, and realize it's not cool to shit on Taylor, you know. And she's ahead of her time. Clearly. She's a hundred percent ahead of her time, and, <laughs> and and I love that it broke. Uh, the Spotify record for most streams in a day for an album. Yeah. Which she broke her own record because previously it was folklore. Like, what a queen. queen. (laughs) I don't know how I'm going to react when 1989 does eventually come out. I think I might cry. Like, I mean, I cry during Red, but I think I might. I don't know what's above cry. Whatever's above that is going to happen to me. (laughs) Mental breakdown? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> it's gonna be it's it's gonna be your red moment for me oh know? my god it's gonna be so good but i pray i i feel like it's a long shot but god i would kill for a harry styles vault track like oh my god imagine yes. imagine oh the god. power i would i would lose i would have my mental breakdown too <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it's gonna happen but i Pray like part of me is always going to be praying until I see that track list. You know, I mean, you never know. You never know. It's not. It's, know. I mean, they're they're on good terms. They chatted at the Grammys this year, <laughs> so they're basically best friends. <laughs> Let's just get our hopes all the way up. Oh yeah, they're. I mean, they're already there. To be fair, yeah, they're pretty Let's much keep them there. I say, I say, I'm trying to hold back, and I don't think it's going to happen. But my hopes are all the way up there. <laughs> I mean, the rest of the album will be so good that it won't be that much of a disappointment. Yeah, I mean, I'll love it regardless. I don't know exactly. that for a fact, but I'm excited to see what happens. Like, because I mean, I'm curious to see what's going to happen with these other albums, especially like 1989, who, like, because both Fearless and Red TV have like about 30 songs. Mm-hmm. And it, and like red was already a pretty long album it has like 20 songs in the deluxe so like she really added like 10 vault songs and even less for fearless because she had like the platinum edition so there was already anyway but i'm thinking about 1989 who only has 16 songs with the deluxe is she still gonna have like 30 songs and have yeah. like 14 vault songs or oh is it God. just gonna be a slightly shorter album than red or, or fearless you know i'm part of me is hoping it's gonna be 30 and there's just gonna be a shit ton of vault songs i mean i'm ready for that so or like i wonder if the hunger Games songs are gonna be on that one mm, it felt it felt more uh fearless uh, no sorry red than it does 1989 to me yeah but who knows 
We shall see. And uh, I always, uh, this is like a pretty, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, obscure song, but her song Sweeter Than Fiction mm. from the album, from the movie, from a movie. I just know it has <laughs> James, James Corden in it. Anyway, point is that that song, I personally love that song, so I want a re-recording of that one. And I, if I'm, I could be mistaken, but I do believe that was her first um, uh, collaboration with Jack Antonoff. So it would make sense for it to be on 1989, which was, Mm. you know, the Jack Antonoff Taylor moment. Yeah. (laughs) So it would make sense for that one to be on one chance, by the way. One chance. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. A movie I definitely am interested in seeing. Soik. Um, <laughs> but anyway. Um, I think... Oh, it's been like 20 minutes of two. Yeah, I was literally just looking at the time. I was like, whoops. I have, I have, oh, and I have so many other things I need to say, I want to say, but like, I don't think I'll have time for everything I want to talk about because there is just a lot of... Okay, first, obviously... Taylor happened, but I've read a couple books mm. this past two weeks that have, in short, infuriated me. Uh, and... Yeah, this could take so, a while. <laughs> so I don't want to get fully into it, maybe because, or maybe I will. I don't know. Who knows? Um, <laughs> okay, so have you read my reviews on Goodreads? Um, to be fair, I haven't actually been on Goodreads this week. Perfect. Because it'll be spoilers for my new rant that I'm about to <laughs> rant Oh, okay. To you. Okay. Have you heard of the author Colleen Hoover? No. Okay. She's a very big author. <laughs> she's... She's oh. uh, <laughs> Val. But anyway, <laughs> uh, no, she's a very popular uh, author. To be fair, I didn't really know much about her until, like, TikTok, Uh I, th- I think she, I mean, she, she writes, I believe, mostly romance for the straights, you know? So right. I'm not too familiar with her work. I hadn't <laughs> read anything by her until this week. <sighs> anyway, people talk about her like she's amazing. And I'm, I, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure a lot, a lot of people get stuff out of her and good, good for them for enjoying stuff. Uh, but not me. <laughs> Not I. Um, uh, people talk about this book. It call it. It's called. It ends with us, and people rave about it. Like okay, they love this book, and I've always been curious. I'm like, okay, people will, uh, keep talking about it, and then I go on Goodreads. It has almost five hundred thousand reviews. Wow, or ratings. Um, so at least so about five hundred thousand people at least have read it, and. And its average rating is somewhere around like four point four. Like it is high. Damn. Like I have, I don't know if I've seen a book that has that many ratings and is rated that high. Like it's insane. Yeah. And I, for the life of me, do not understand how that <laughs> is possible. <laughs> I read it, and I truly, I am, I am baffled. I am truly baffled. And I'm not going to get to, I'm not going to get into a, um, deep dive review i have a very ranty review on goodreads if anyone's interested um i've been told my reviews are fantastic on goodreads oh yeah Yeah. by reliable sources like my mom (laughs) (laughs) um, but but i will talk about a few 
things that just like really bother me and that really um are things that really just bother me and they're not really like I have I bigger issues because it's it's a book kind of discussing um how a woman might be, get stuck in an abusive relationship and all that and okay. I've got I've got issues with the deeper meanings and the deeper message but I'm not gonna get into that today I'm gonna just talk about the superficial stuff that pissed me off about this book okay <laughs> okay okay well First off, um, so one of the relationships between this girl and this guy is, oh, okay. Okay, so part, sorry, I know, how do I explain this? Because it's so stupid. Okay, so the main girl, it, when she's a teenager, because it goes from, like, adult to flashbacks of her as a teenager, in her teenager years, is is told through her writing letters to Ellen DeGeneres. Okay. Oh, let that sink in. How fucking stupid that is. Because okay. I guess this girl is, like, obsessed with Ellen DeGeneres, and she thinks she's okay. so great, and blah, blah, blah. So she's writing her, like, life story of uh, what's happening to her to Ellen, and that's how we learn about, like, the past through her letters to Ellen and like her as an adult is rereading her letters to Ellen that she never actually sent or whatever. Anyway. And the fact that like she meets this guy, blah, blah, blah. And they start like bonding over loving Ellen. And I'm like, no, eh, like I couldn't, I couldn't deal. I'm like, it's the fact that you're constantly bringing Ellen into this book is <laughs> honestly, when was this written? 2016. It wasn't that okay. old. So it was before, like, the I whole mean, it was work Yeah, but, like, but, still. Yes. but at that point, I knew that Ellen sucked <laughs> and was annoying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Right? Yeah. Like, she's been... Well, you don't want to read a whole book about people that love Ellen. That's so weird. It was so, it was so weird. It was such an odd, like, device of telling the story. Like, yeah. know, like a, an Ellen of all people. I don't know. Maybe, I mean, at the time, sure, it just... Personally, I've never liked Ellen. I have some friends who do, and it hurts <laughs> my soul when they talk about her. And I'm just like, don't say anything, Catherine. Don't be that dick, you know, who shits on the people they like. But my God, I just cannot stand Ellen. But I feel like and even so if you don't, like, completely despise her, still reading books with, like, real-life celebrity, Like, make up a talk show host that's, like, yeah. in this world. Like, yes! bring Ellen DeGeneres it's into it. so cringe. Like, yeah. like, I find, for the most part, pop culture references in books cringe. Yeah. Uh, but, like, if it's, like, one once in a while or whatever thrown yeah. in. And subtle. And subtle, whatever. But this was a continuous... Part of her personality was loving Ellen, and I was like, "Lord so have mercy!" I'm, I hated it, hated it, hated it so much, and yeah, uh, horrible. And it, and honestly, this is—I forgot to mention the whole Ellen thing in my ranty review, and that's how much there's wrong with the book that I forgot oh, to wow. mention the whole Ellen thing because there is so much that I could talk about how much I hated. But it's crazy. Um, another thing that really bothered me so. Um, she, so the main girl meets her, like, meets, oh, so she has a floor, uh, floral shop and this girl walks in and she's like, 
in her like inner monologue she's like oh I already like her and it's after literally the only thing the girl had said to her was like nice to meet you and I'm like what she's like oh yeah I can tell she's got a genuine smile and she seems (laughs) nice I already like her and I'm like Jesus Christ. No, like, <laughs> not to be insensitive, but no wonder she got into an abusive relationship. She trusts someone so fucking quickly, like, heller. Yeah, yeah. And and to make matters worse, this this uh, girl who walks in and they become be- best friends, when she walks into the floral shop, she's wearing white capri pants. And that just bothers me. Because that's What's just not capri pant it's like a quarter length or three quarter length pant you know like just below the knee it would hit uh yeah yeah, yeah. i'm with you that is ugly yeah. that is just yeah, that's plain ass ugly. Yeah. ugly and i'm like and and they literally like just like she's she's meant to be like a early 20s rich ass lady and she's wearing white capri pants in 2016. Like, give me a break. <laughs> that is just ugly. That is just so ugly. And I couldn't get past that. I literally couldn't, like, pay attention to the rest of that chapter because I'm just like, those pants are so ugly. She looks bad. <laughs> but, like, oh, but then, but then like, uh, she didn't mind getting them dirty because she's not like other girls, you know? It was just, like, so annoying. It's so annoying. And... I could, cause like, and like, the overarching, like, idea of this book is that, um, don't judge women who, uh, get stuck in these abusive relationships and fully agree with that. And the, the whole point of the book is that you can meet a guy and he can be very sweet and charming and handsome and you fall for him and blah, blah, blah. And then he turns out he's abusive and it's hard to leave a relationship because you're in love and, and blah, blah. And there's others, whatever. But the problem, because that is what the author was trying to do because I read the author's note afterwards and that is exactly what she basically says in the author notes. So I'm not getting this wrong. Um, but... <laughs> None of it doesn't work when the guy is not fucking charming. He's annoying and has so many red flags that the entire time, yeah. like I, because like I didn't know what this book was about. I didn't know he he was going to turn out to be abusive. So yeah, as soon as I meet him, I'm like, ugh, I hate him. He literally he was so fucking a cringe and gross. Like literally the first day they meet, uh, he at one point she's like tell me what's on your mind. Like, tell me exactly what you're thinking about. And he's like, I want to fuck you. And I'm like, oh my God. Ew. Exactly. I'm like, gross. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> that is honestly gross. They're so gross. And then like, and then like, he can't stop thinking about her. So he ends up like knocking on every door of her apartment building until he gets to hers. No. Ew. And I'm like, exactly i was like ew and i i I don't know if it was meant to be like a subtle red flags that could be sort of also be seen as charming because you're still meant to be wanting them together at this point still very early days but i was like stalker gross that's psycho behavior psycho behavior exactly and i just i don't i so i don't understand the point of this book not to mention like she obviously she leaves them at the end but they she's pregnant 
and so they have mm-hmm. a baby together and he, and he's still like she she does not at any point involve the police and still has decided to give him like equal visiting rights of their baby because she's like uh, I'm gonna divorce him because I don't want my daughter to have to see her dad be like abusive, and and I was just like, what? <laughs> and 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 she's, and she's just trusting, trusting that he's never gonna be abusive to her daughter. Like what? Weird. Yeah. I'm like, it just it it sat so wrong with me that ending. Like I was just like, and the fact that she doesn't bring the police in at any point, and I was just like, like cool, she left him at the end, but what? Like, yeah. you're putting your daughter in danger. Like, you don't know. Like, you're just trusting that he's he is only abusive towards to you. Her. Yeah. And not your daughter. Like, and I, and I think because a lot of it, like, in the author's note, she talks about how this is, like, based off her experience at with her mother and her dad. And, mm. and, and so, like... So, like, because she says in the author notes that her dad was abusive towards her mother, but never towards her. But because, like, she saw her dad be abusive towards Marty, completely ruined their relationship as father and daughter. But I'm like, but I feel like that's not well explained in the book. Like, yeah. uh, And in the book, we don't know if the, if that guy's going to ever be abusive towards his daughter, you know? It just kind of ends. And all you've seen is him be abusive towards the wife you know the main character and i'm just like yeah and and also just like the because there's like a romance from when she was a teenager and then like he comes back and he's like oh you should leave him blah blah anyway whatever but but that whole like romance of her as a teenager is just so like cheesy like very lifetime movie he's like He's a uh, he's homeless and she like lets him into her house so he can like take a shower. It just feels very like what? like it feels very much <laughs> like it's forcing you to feel like empathy towards this character like oh he's the sweet boy who who had a bad family but he turned out so great and then there's the abusive guy who has like a rich family. It's just it felt just very yeah obvious and yeah like forcing you to feel these emotions that did not feel organic at all yeah i mean making her fall in love with a homeless guy is a bit like extra it's, <laughs> it's bit... just so extra okay. exactly <laughs> i was just like it li- i felt like i was watching like a lifetime movie or something like it's just stupid anyway so so anyway that book is constantly talked about on TikTok, like constantly people love it and and now now that i have the context of I've read this book. I know what happens. And now every time I see it, I'm like, I've lost respect for everyone. <laughs> everyone. You, I don't understand. I mean, I feel it. like you were kind of like that before, though. So. How dare you? I was understanding <laughs> before. <laughs> I would never judge someone. Never. You are the least judgmental person. Ever. I'm sure not judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That was just such a bad book. Honestly, I'm. I mean, I'm happy for the people who got something out of it. To me, it read like so close to like it, it almost gave me after vibes, like the book after. Like it's better written than after, which is not mm-hmm. saying much, but just the way the characters are developed and the relationships are developed seem just 
like seemed so bland to me and yeah um the writing itself was fine but it was just like the characters are so cringy and underdeveloped and one-dimensional didn't work for me didn't work for me yeah and i feel like sorry i was just gonna say like i was i because I started it and I didn't like it off the bat. But I'm like, I think I'm prejudging it. Like, I think mm-hmm. it's, I don't think it's going to be what I think it is. And it wasn't, to be fair. It was, I mean, I'm glad it wasn't just a romance between the guy and the girl because the guy was fucking cringe from the beginning. But I think you were meant to be rooting for them at one point until you realize, oh, he's a bad guy kind of thing. But yeah. I was just like, but I wasn't from the beginning rooting for him. So when he turned abusive, I was like, oh, yeah, that checks out. And... <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, it's not as bad as I thought it might be from the beginning, but it still wasn't good. It's still a one-star rating, but. <laughs> yeah. Oh. I know. I, just... I mean, now I know not to read it, so. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, After has a very high rating on Goodreads, too, so. Yeah. Once a book finds its niche, you know, its audience will forgive it. I yeah, suppose. this is true. And I feel like people just, especially with TikTok now, people just kind of follow the, follow everyone else and what they're doing. Yeah, it's kind true. Of thing, so, yeah. So, yeah, sometimes, like, on TikTok, I just, like, I mean, honestly, for the most part, I, I hate everyone on TikTok, but, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, like, it, everything, there's so many, it's all, everyone's got hot takes, and it's always, like, yeah. It's just so annoying. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I digress. <laughs> I digress. Um, I won't go into why I dislike this next book, but I will say The Road Trip by Beth O'Leary. Stay mm-hmm. away. Stay okay. As far away. Beth O'Leary. Okay. This one, this one hurt on a personal level because okay. Beth O'Leary ha- has read has read has written um some like charming uk based uh romances Hmm, and uh and they're straight and you know that's not always for me very rarely for me but sometimes (laughs) it's for me and two two of her books the flat share and the switch i highly enjoyed they're very charming very cute very sweet i very much enjoyed them and so, obviously, when she has a new book out this year called The Road Trip, I was like, yeah, obviously, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll read that one. Uh, I love her last two books. They're so good. This one, terrible. I oh, God. hated it. And, I mean, she I'm pretty sure she was going for a different, slightly different direction with this one. But, like, I have never rooted for two people to not be together as much as I have in this book. Like, wow. I, I was like, first of all, so it was like the classic fucking, I'm, I'm sick of this, but the classic like flashback to their past and, you know, something happened bad, but we won't find out till like the end of the book. It's going to go back and forth, blah, 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 until you find out what happened at the end. Anyway. And every time they were talking about how they got together and their relationship in the past and how it ended up breaking up and whatever, I was just like, I couldn't believe they stayed together that long. They were like miserable together. I was like, how did they not break up sooner? (laughs) Honestly, and, and I genuinely could not understand the entire time I was reading it, 
why they were even, why they even like, I didn't understand why they liked each other. Like, wow. I didn't, like, anytime they talked about liking each other, it felt like as a physical thing, like a sexual thing. Like, they had sexual chemistry, but I didn't understand why they liked each other as people. I only ever heard them complain about each other as people. Like, they would tell us that they're in love, but I don't see it. I don't <laughs> feel it. Um, you know? So, it was just, I, I couldn't believe it. And, uh, like, I'm not even going to get into the best friend who was, like, the most horrific person I've ever <laughs> met. I hated him with every fiber of my being. He was terrible. And I wish okay. he never existed. But it was, just, it was just bad. I just couldn't believe it. They had no chemistry. Um, I really, and then, and then obviously like, so like the story is that they end up being on a, stuck on a road trip together and, you know, we, we get flashbacks from the past, but then it's them on the road trip and them, you know, forced proximity, blah, blah, blah. And the whole time I'm just like, why would you guys get back together? I don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense to me. And then they get back together at the end. I was like, no, honestly should have been like them realizing they're better off. Yeah, they had a nice little romance. Uh, move on. Like it, this book, like should have been like a literary fiction book, not a romance book, where it like reflects on their relationship and where it went wrong and why they weren't right for each other or something like that. If it was yeah. written that way, I probably still wouldn't have liked it, but I would have liked it more. It would have been like a two star instead of a one star. Yeah, and it's good to read stuff like that sometimes as well. It's yeah, like- exactly. Uh, so not just romance, romance, romance. Yeah, so if it was written as, like, a reflective of the experience kind of thing instead of a straight-up romance, then it it would have had potential. But I genuinely couldn't, couldn't believe how bad it was. Like, it was shocking. It was shocking. It was shocking. <laughs> shocking. It was truly shocking. <laughs> and it, it made me realize uh, this one line that I hate... And it, it, this is included in, like, uh, movies and stuff. So, you know, mm. the manic pixie dream girl trope? Yeah. Um, like, they used to overuse that a lot. And still do to a certain extent, but less so. Now, what they overuse is the girl going, I'm not your manic pixie dream girl. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. Right? They, like, now that's the new yeah. trope. That's fucking annoying. And, like, stop it's doing like that. saying it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Saying it is acknowledging it and being like, that's not what I am to you, you know? Yeah. And I'm just like, ugh. And she says that. And I'm, and also, it just did not fit her character at all to me. Uh, from what I know of the manic pixie, manic pixie dream girl trope, didn't fit her, so it felt very oddly placed comment. I don't know. Didn't like it. Anyway, I'm sorry. I've been ranting for... No, it's good. You need to get out your book frustrations. <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank you. I literally, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, two ranty, two rant reviews in two weeks is... So I'm shocking, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> um, on a plus side, else? on a plus okay. side, just really quickly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Re- I read Seth Rogen's uh, uh, sh- like uh, essay stories that he published this year, and that was delightful, absolutely yeah? delightful. Yeah, okay. highly recommend. Very delightful. Okay. If you uh, if you like Seth Rogen, you'll enjoy that. It's truly a delight to read cool yeah i yeah. might add that to my list uh, it's it, it's a night it was definitely a breath of fresh air 
That's good. Yeah, I love yeah. those books in between. They're just like exactly nice and light and fun. And it's yeah, it's short. It's just like a bunch of like short stories from his life kind of thing. Uh, not like one big thing. Yeah, so it's it's a very pleasant read. Nice. Yeah, I'll definitely add yeah. that. Anyway, let's talk about the push. Am I right? Come let's on, Val. Stop talk talking. About. Let's talk about the book. <laughs> <laughs> um, we read the push. Uh, sorry, I'm just trying to get. I'm trying to stall while I get my notes up. <laughs> you're, you're like, I haven't spoken for forty minutes. How, how, does this <laughs> how do work I speak? Again? <laughs> um, right. So, my choice for this week was the push by Ashley Audrain. Audrain. I think we had this issue last time, so I didn't know how to say it. Um, Audrain. Um, mm-hmm. I just want to say before mm-hmm. I get into this. Yeah. How much I love this book. Oh, I love that. Um, I did yes. really enjoy this book too. Very different. Frustrating, not but good. Frustrating AF, but yeah. so good. Um, and also, there's a lot to it. Didn't really have time to make my usual notes. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to use a source which I've used before to make my notes, which is the bibliophile.com. Um, and it's just like a cool blog that like summarizes books and reviews and stuff. We love that. Um, yeah. So I just want to shout that out so it's not like I'm plagiarizing, but I'll probably just like read off their summary. <laughs> um, yeah. And then just stop me whenever. And if you have any notes. Um, oh, I have but... so many notes, but it's Good. a lo- it's a lot of me just bitching about the husband slash the shitty husband. Literally yes. fucking what hate fucking him asshole. so much. <laughs> The gas, the gaslighting is the gaslighting unreal. is unreal. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so many of them, and I'm like, I have a very like, <laughs> uh, like mean comment like at the end. <laughs> okay, I'm ready for it. Um, I don't know if I should oh. say it, but anyway. Okay. So, and this book kind of like, so I thought it was going to be sort of a like take on postpartum depression which i mean it is a take on that but i thought that's kind of but then it just kind of flips that on its head and it becomes something quite different so um yeah yeah, i will get into it so so we have blythe who is our uh main character and she marries um fox connor terrible name as well um douchebag uh they meet in college they've been like college sweethearts they get married very young um and they end up having their first child. And so Blythe has always had like problems with her mum. And then her mum had problems with her mum. It's kind of like a trend in the family to just be like a shitty mum. So she's she was a bit like, oh, I don't know if I want to be a mum. But they have a girl called Violet. Um, and Blythe kind of struggles with Violet from the beginning. She's exhausted. She doesn't get any sleep. Um, obviously, motherhood's really tough. Um, oh, and we would know. Th- <laughs> yeah, we would know. Um, I have a dog. It's basically the same <laughs> that's, thing. I mean, I mean, it's close. It's the yeah. closest thing, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sure all mothers but... would agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Violet definitely kind of prefers her dad um and Blythe kind of gets that um impression and Fox is just like it's all in your head you're overreacting fucking (laughs) (laughs) um and uh soon she starts to resent Fox for seeing her solely as Violet's caregiver and as like a body to push babies out of and not like 
anything else and fox is kind of like he starts to think she's a shitty mum um, not that he ever says it, but you kind of definitely get that impression by oh, the stuff he, he says. He, he says it between the lines. <laughs> exactly. He says it. Exactly. <laughs> um, and Violet starts to become quite like violent um, with her mom. Violet like... is violent? <laughs> I Violet's see why they picked violent. that name. <laughs> um, and so, like, any time her mum that's holding her, she's, like, crying, crying, crying. Um, there's instances where Violet will just leave her crying for hours, stick her headphones in and, like, not go to her because um, <laughs> it's just, like, constant. And then as Violet gets older, she starts to um, hear about things, like, instances with other kids as well, like, things she thought were in her head. It turns out maybe there is something wrong with Violet because um, there's an instance at school where she's kind of, like mean to other kids and then the the kind of catalyst of it is when um a boy is on a playset in the playground and he falls off the playset and dies and Blythe thinks she sees Violet kind of up there maybe pushed him and thought she maybe did it on purpose so um then we get into so throughout the book it kind of switches between past and present we kind of find out about um her mum and her grandmother Mm. Um, so Etta, who was, um, Blythe's Blythe's grandmother, grandmother. so her, yeah, her first husband died in a kind of farming accident, and then she ended up suffering from moods, she needs sedatives to calm her down, and then she gives birth to Cecilia, who is Blythe's mother, um, and she marries a man called Henry, um, but also Etta struggles with motherhood as well, and she is quite cruel to Cecilia, like, quite abusive, she... There's moments where she kind of um, leaves her in, like she locks her in the basement and just stuff like that. It's horrible, actually. Um, And she eventually hangs herself. Um, So Cecilia then grows up and she meets a man called Seb. um, And she later cheats on him um, and wants to leave him. But they find out she's pregnant, obviously with Blythe. Um, Seb insists on having the baby. Cecilia wants to abort it. but Cecilia, they end up having the baby um, and she kind of hates being a mother and she leaves Blythe when Blythe is like 12 or 13. Um, and Blythe's neighbour called Missing- Mrs. Ellington kind of acts as a maternal figure to her, which is nice. Okay. And then <laughs> Blythe and Fox end up having a second child. Um, oh God. Yes. A boy named Sam and Blythe's connection with him is like, instant like she absolutely adores him she's obsessed with him it's like the best thing that ever happened to her um and i think like all things considered she does still and throughout the book as well she does still try to be a good mother to violet oh, she, even tries. she says she tries some her best. <laughs> yeah she says some oh, questionable things but she never yeah. like does and like she does still try to be a good mother to her all things considered but, like yeah literally i would have given up <laughs> long before she did um, but violet is not having it um and so she's out with sam and violet one day and they're at a um a crossing and basically violet well so blythe kind of feels violet pull her um her hands and like shove her and she's holding a hot tea and it kind of spills on her which means she lets go of the stroller the stroller goes into the road and ends up getting hit by a car and unfortunately sam dies oh, um dude, and the entire time like 
as soon as like Sam is introduced, like she has a new baby, like it was dread the entire time. I was just dreading. I know. I just knew. Like obviously, it's basically it said that something bad's about to happen, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. The whole time I was just like, oh god, no. It's I'm, horrible. It was ho- horrible. Yeah. And, and then it happens, and you're just like, oh my god. Yeah. Because it does say, like, oh, yeah, like, like the, the baby is going to die. It, like, tells yeah, you Yeah, you know. You know it's going to die. So yeah. it's your pure and, like, horrible anticipation the entire... You're just waiting for it. Exactly. And it's, like, oh, awful. awful. And yeah, it is awful. awful. And it is awful. Um, and yeah. Obviously, the aftermath is awful. And Blythe kind of is convinced that she saw Violet push the stroll into the road after she yeah. shoved her mum. Obviously, no one believes her. Um, they think it was just a crazy uh, accident. The police afterwards, <laughs> they were oh, horrific. Like, they're just so it, it, like just everyone was just like, "Yeah, you're imagining things. You're a dumbass. Yeah. You're a dumb yeah. woman. You just had a baby, so clearly you're a stupid woman. Exactly. Who doesn't know what literally you saw. that. Yeah. Like you're just I, crazy. Just like, you're just not getting enough sleep, so you're crazy. Yeah. And, like you just need to be patient. All of us who weren't there, we know what happened. You didn't. You don't know what happened. Even though you were there. No, we know. We know. Because she's a child. She could possibly have done anything wrong. No. Exactly. Even though though there have been plenty of signs, uh, you know, she's been, uh, the mother, Blythe, has been saying this whole time there's something wrong. Mm -hmm. All her teachers Mm -hmm. have said there's something wrong. Oh, but no, it's the mom. She's crazy. Yeah. Her her classmates are literally like scared of her. They won't go near yeah. her. She's she forced a child to like well, she cut the hair of like this child at school and forced yeah. him to tell everyone like he did it himself. Exactly. Like, she's a little psychopath. Yeah, the teacher was um, like were like, She's bullying the other teachers and the dad's like, Uh, they suck uh, over here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> uh they just don't understand her. Like <laughs> Oh my I'm god. Like, to be in such denial and literally like the whole way through her, her life Violet's like Violet is saying like while her dad's there she's like I hate my mum oh I my wish god, my yes. mum would die literally. I fucking hate my mum I wish it was just you and me and the dad's like meh <laughs> she, yeah literally literally there's a whole scene where like Blythe overhears uh, Violet say literally that and yeah. like oh, I wish mom was dead I hate her and he's yeah. like and all all he says is, she's your mom. Like, that's yeah. all he says. And I'm like, he doesn't say anything towards her. He doesn't tell her do- his daughter that's not okay to say. Nothing. He doesn't say anything yeah. other than she's your mom, at, which is yeah. basically saying nothing. You basically said nothing. Yeah. So he... So she knows she can get away with it, that she knows that he's always going to be on her side, Violet knows, yeah. you know? So she can play him like a freaking fiddle, and she does. Which is, yeah, she does. And also, like, after Sam dies, um, Blythe is like, um, I think it might be good for Violet to go for therapy. She hasn't you know shown any grief she's not like said anything she might she's she's young to understand what like death is we should send her to therapy and then he's like i think she's coping fine and then yeah. Bl- and blythe is like well why don't you and i go to therapy like couples therapy so, and she's like and he's like i think we're i think we're coping fine maybe you should go yourself just Literally. by yourself it's so i was like fucked. what fuck that fucked up. fuck him he, i fuck hate that him dude. so much 
so much. It's infuriating you were talking about it. Literally infuriating talking about it. Yeah, literally my entire notes are just bitching about him. He's awful. Um, Okay, wait, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So... Uh, Sam dies unfortunately Blythe is like grieving obviously she's incredibly sad especially if she had such a bond with Sam um, and because of that like Blythe and Fox's marriage disintegrates um, and it ends with kind of Fox cheating on her with his secretary at work um, classic dish move classic uh, and he leaves they agree to um, what do you call it split custody yeah which um, honestly i would have been like take her or take her <laughs> literally take her. her away um <laughs> take the and... psycho child away from me <laughs> um basically blythe ends up kind of stalking his secretary because they sort of they end up living together um and obviously violet's like she calls her like her mom and like yeah. um she about tries she, to like, bait her or whatever she's like baiting exactly Blythe, being like yeah Oh yeah, she's like prettier than you. Oh yeah, yeah. She, I, she is basically my mom, and he's so happy yeah. with her and shit like that. You know, she's trying to bait Blythe, and Blythe honestly doesn't give a shit because <laughs> she's like, no, because she doesn't want her Violet to win. And this yeah. is like this is, Violet is like twelve at this point. Like she's yeah. so fucking smart. It's ridiculous. Like Literally. what twelve year old does? Even when she was like eight and ten, she was like creepy af yeah fucking psycho um, dude <laughs> psycho um, um but yeah she ends up stalking the girlfriend and then she um stalks her to like this bookstore where there's this kind of gathering going on and uh blythe finds out that it's actually like a, a group for new mums and she's like what the fuck so she talks to she uses like a fake name talks to Gemma, who is the secretary that the wife the dad cheated on um and learns that basically um they have a son together that's like five months old so she was basically pregnant when fox left yeah that's why he left was she got pregnant so he's been having the affair for a while inevitably exactly and also uh literally like to to be fair to Blythe, yes it sounds a little crazy that she's stalking uh, Gemma, (laughs) but in her defense she wanted to meet her organically and literally um douchebag dad would like straight up would refuse refuse that they meet even though he like is entrusting this stranger to Blythe. she's a stranger with their child so it would be completely reasonable of her to want to meet this woman who is taking care of her child exactly and there's moments which are just like crazy because they have like a set list of rules for this custody like okay we each spend 50% of our time with her if you leave her with someone I don't know you tell me yeah and he and she finds out multiple times that Violet's been left with Gemma who she's never met she doesn't know and she calls the husband she's like what the fuck you're supposed to tell me when you leave her with someone and he just like doesn't give a shit like literally just doesn't give a shit like he he just walks all over her and like so yeah she and she's lost her son and she has to deal with a fucking psycho child so yeah she kind of loses it and starts stalking yeah. Gemma but whatever yeah. she, go, you yeah. go girl you deserve to stalk <laughs> someone you're allowed <laughs> I give you permission <laughs> And honestly, she didn't really do anything harmful. Uh, yeah. No. She didn't do anything. No. She actually ends up kind of 
really liking Gemma and actually becoming quite friendly with Gemma. Yeah. Um, just because she gets to pretend when she's with Gemma that so she, to be like in this new mum group, she said like her newborn Sam or whatever. Um, and it makes her like be able to you know share memories of Sam and yeah. just kind of pretend she's still alive and stuff. And she ends up really liking Gemma and wanting to continue to be friends with her but yeah. of course during after i think and their relationship actually goes on for a year which is wild yeah um <laughs> and then um which, to be honest one... just makes me feel like douchebag dag is such like an uninvolved dad like oh yeah 100 percent. if 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 your wife can have a really close friendship that you mm. never find out about really or never really know yeah. much about or uh, I think that's on you for being very uninvolved. And yeah, being and you can tell, person. like, even when Blythe and him were together, he was kind of like, he would just come home when it was easy, like after work, like, oh, dude, have I all have the fun to... time with Violet, and then like, oh, not even wake up in the middle of, like, he never woke up in the middle of the night when Violet was crying. Never, to kind of never. Help, or he just and, slept through it. And then, and then, when Blythe wants to put her in daycare, he's like. No, even though yeah. it doesn't affect him in any way no, because he still no. gets to go to work and he doesn't even get up in the night for anything. And yep. it all it, it's all on Blythe and she has to deal with the child. So she wants to put the child in daycare, but no, it's a bad idea and he doesn't trust yeah. daycare and blah, blah. I'm like, then you fucking stay home and take care of the child. Literally. Piece of shit. Anyway. Literally. Anyway, uh, we were so. saying about her stocking, Gemma, which she yes. is allowed. <laughs> you go, so queen, there's a stocking point. queen. You yes. go, girl. <laughs> so there's a point. So after one of their like Wednesday meetings where they go with this, this new mum group, um, Gemma's like, oh, my like husband's here, even though they're not married. She's like, my husband's here. Come meet him. And oh, yeah, then she constantly calls, uh, Bryce, calls like, him. Shit. Uh, a husband, which I think is funny. Because, yeah. Like it's like classic douchebag move too. Like she, yeah, she's probably like being like, yeah, he's basically my husband. And any day now, he's gonna ask me to marry him, and he still has <laughs> yeah, him. and he's not even like legally divorced from. Like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Honestly, Gemma, like read the red flags. Read yeah, them. like they are Ew. so red and so large. Like she's hello. Not she she's it's like delusional, ridiculous. honestly. Yeah, delusional. Anyway, continue. <laughs> um, Sorry, I keep interrupting. But yes, no, he's it's there. good. It's fine. Blythe is uh, he's discovered. He's there. Blythe is discovered, and obviously he tells Gemma separately, and then Gemma kind of stops returning her calls and stuff. Um, but so, um. Sorry. Okay. So <laughs> after the divorce, um, Fox has custody, but Blythe has visitation rights. Um, Blythe and Violet's relationship is still kind of rocky. Um, but she only kind of visits when she wants and then, um, or she doesn't really want to most of the time. Um, and she, like Violet always lies to make Blythe look bad. Um, they're on a school trip, which um, Blythe is chaperoning and she kind of runs off while Blythe is there just to prove that she's a, a crappy mum. And she, Blythe is always looking to other people for like confirmation that she's not crazy. Like she ends up telling Gemma 
um, you know, she that she saw Violet pushing the stroller and all this stuff. Gemma just thinks she's crazy. She's like, she's a child. Like, ah. and also like Gemma's like, she didn't push the stroller like with such authority. Yeah, and I'm like, bitch, like you weren't you even were in not the there. picture. Like you weren't there. How can you How say this you know? with such certainty? Like you can't. You can't. It's insane. Ugh. Um, and it gets to the point where obviously Blythe is gaslighted so much by everyone that she starts to doubt herself yeah. constantly. Like, is it just her that's crazy? Um, Violet and her end up having an argument. She grabs Violet's arm quite hard. Um, and then she gets, she gets cut off from visitation. Um, and I mean, we come back to kind of where the book starts where Blythe is like, watch, standing outside the house watching just to catch like glimpses of her and stuff. Um, and then, so the end of the book, basically, we kind of go a year and a half into the future. Blythe has started therapy. She's trying to move on. Wait, but you haven't, uh, you don't mention that. Uh, what did I miss? When uh, Blythe, at one point, she she is watching outside the window. And, mm. she, and then Violet is mouthing something at her. And she's like, I don't understand you. Or whatever and then she gets closer and then she realized that violet is mouthing i pushed him i yes. pushed him see i th- i kind of thought that was a dream oh that part no. it seemed very dreamlike but uh, yeah i wasn't 100 percent sure if it was or it wasn't no because that, be right. that was when she was bringing because the entire book is written as a letter basically to the husband yeah and yeah. it was and this was the moment that she was bringing the pages to her husband's house mm, or ex-husband's right. house and that's when she she sees Violet do the mouthing so yeah, i didn't read I mean, that yeah, i maybe I missed that. that i read that as that straight up what happened and like as confirmation that she indeed pushed yeah. uh, if she didn't push sam which obviously she did but uh, she at least <laughs> is antagonizing her mother in her delusions mm. and yeah. like further making her feel crazy you know i mean it, yeah and she does that like there's a bit at the when they're at the beach on holiday and like she's playing with some stranger oh yeah boy. Oh, fuck. and he's like she's like let's play let me bury you in the sand and she buries him and then she kind of fills a massive bucket with like loads of water and she goes over to the boy and she like lifts it over her head and like staring at her mum, like waiting yeah. for it to check it and out then, look what i'm about to yeah, do exactly i'm gonna drop this kid Blythe screams and the dads and Fox is like, what the fuck? And then when he looks over, like, she just has the bucket by her side. Yeah, and she's like, eh. playing with the kid. <laughs> yeah, and she's like, oh, are you okay? Let's play, let's try again. Like, yeah. Um, crazy. Literally, psycho child. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, a year and a half in the future, Blythe's therapy, she's meditation, she's moving on. Um, and then she gets a phone call. It's from Gemma. She's crying, she's sobbing, she's freaking out. Um, and then the we find out that something happened to uh, Jet, which is their son. Um, so it's obviously impl- implied that Violet has done something to the son. Yeah, which is bad. But I read that and I was like, serves you motherfucking right. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all I mean, were it so sure that, like... that, that Blythe was wrong and that she was imagining everything. Well, serves yeah. you fucking right. She warned you guys. She warned the crap yeah. out of you guys and you ignored it. So She warned yeah. them a lot because a lot. there's a point where like Violet is asking about bleach. She was like, there's a bottle <gasps> of bleach yes. and she was like to Blythe, like, what would happen if someone drank all this? They would just yeah. die, right? 
And then yeah. Blythe literally calls up Gemma and she's like, I think something's going to happen. Like, be careful. And, and be careful, like, yeah. Fuck off. And like once uh, uh, Violet steals a knife from Blythe's house and like mm. puts it near the baby. So, that, so like Gemma finds the baby like playing with a knife. And, yeah. and they, of course, manage to blame Blythe. It's all Blythe's yeah. fucking fault, not, God forbid, yeah. Violet. And literally, they tr- she tries to warn them, even though they're complete dicks to her. I would have been like, oh, good luck with that. Not my problem anymore. I tried. Yeah. But she continuously tries to warn them and tell them, but they ignore her. And, of course, this is what happens. Like, hello. Ugh. Anyway. It's insane. But it but is. that. Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say, like, yes, it is a frustrating book because it's basically a book about gaslighting, which is very frustrating, but uh-huh. it is beautifully written and very... So well written. So well written. And it's just like a fascinating subject and it's just a very... Because you get that background with the two gener- the two other generation of, uh, like, Blythe's mother and grandmother and this, like, cycle of abuse, it, uh-huh. it honestly, you... you at least when I first read it, not so much the second time because I knew everything happened, but the first time I feel like you almost get gaslighted yourself as you're reading. Oh, 100%. Because you're like, hold up, like, okay, is Violet really all to blame or is Blythe Mm. partly to blame? Because, you know, she's had a bad childhood. She's had a bad experience with her mother who was a bad mother because of her experience with her own mother. And I'm like, is that cycle continuing? And is she just, uh, like, portraying this, like, continuing this bad cycle and just yeah because they talk about how she had like no feelings towards her child from like the beginning and is it just like um her projecting what she doesn't like onto violet and even near the end when she starts kind of she starts doubting her own mind with the stroller because she goes back to the place where it happened and she's like Mm. but it's kind of slanted maybe it did just you know roll off maybe she didn't roll, push yeah. it exactly and, and you start like you're so entranced in her own mindset that like as soon as like she starts doubting herself you start doubting her as well and it's yeah. so well written and but like and then that ending is just so powerful you're just like oh my mm. god she wasn't she wasn't crazy you know yeah. It, it felt very validating as soon as you read that. Even if it's not happening to you, you feel validated reading it. Like, Well, I, I, I hope that, because we don't find out exactly what happens to the sun, what kind of accident, but I do hope that it's not something that ends up getting, because like, you don't know either way, Like, is, it, uh, is the cycle going to continue where it's like, um, you know, they'll still be like, oh, but it was an accident. Like, you just don't know. Mm, I think they they've realized. I think in my I hope mind, so. that's Violet what I hope. is being institu- institutionalized or something. I would really like that to happen. <laughs> she needs help. Um, she really needs help. Yeah, um, but I think I think the cycle was bo- broken with Blythe because I genuinely think that she would have had such a great relationship with Sam had he lived. Oh, 100%. And I, and I really don't think the problem lies with Blythe and her being a, a bad mother. I think... I mean, I feel like maybe she she just birthed another, like, uh, what was the grandmother's name? Etta? Cause Etta, Etta, yeah. Etta, Etta gives me, um, like, psycho vibes. <laughs> oh, she was a psycho as well. Yeah, exactly. So I think Violet got the psycho genes from 
her. Or possibly the dad. I can't remember what I wrote, but I wrote something that I was like, this makes me feel like Violet gets the psycho gene from him. What was it? From Fox. Yeah. I wrote it somewhere. <laughs> um, you talk, I will find it. Okay. Um... Wait, now that you've said you talk, I'm like, what do I say? <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> talk about why you liked um, it so much. I mean, I just thought, like, I I read this very quickly as well. Like, it was just, like, it was very hard to put down just because, and it's like, this book is a downer, right? Oh, it's it. not a fun, happy, yes. fun time book. Um, It is a bit of a downer. Um, Like, the whole book is littered with, like, references to abuse, you know, like, obviously the gaslighting which is incredibly incredibly frustrating but i mean it's just written so well um and it's incredibly hard to put down just because you want to keep figuring out what happens and i do think like because it's such a frustrating book but that is what being gaslight feels like exactly it's so frustrating yeah yeah um i (laughs) i wrote so i wrote um so at one point um Blythe, she buys a painting for the room, for Sam's room. And then after he dies and they separate, the husband takes the painting, even though she bought it purely for Sam and reminded her of Sam. He didn't even like the painting when she bought it. He didn't like it. He was like, why? This isn't like, this doesn't look right, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I love it. And he's like, okay, whatever. And so when he leaves, (laughs) he takes her painting that he didn't even fucking like and literally and she just like she just all she asks of him is for the fucking painting and he's like i don't know where it is i like and then turns out he had it the whole time yeah and gemma's the one who brought or gemma told him to bring it back i can't remember exactly to bring it back yeah yeah like and as i'm like that is psycho fucking behavior like yeah the fact that you purposely took that away from her after she lost yeah. her own son like fuck you you piece of garbage trash human being oh, yeah. I hate it. oh and then at the end when he like like apologize sort of when he oh, brings it wasn't painting. even a fucking it was apology a hor- it was a bad apology and it was all it was basically Gemma telling him to go like bring the painting back like it had nothing to do oh, with Oh, and, oh my god, so oh, and at she, the end... She thanked him. She actually thanked him for the painting. I'm like... She thanks him. Don't thank him. Fuck him. Not only that. So he's like, um, there's actually like a story I have to tell you. And she's like, when you were... <laughs> when you were... Was it when she just given birth to Sam? And she was like, um, yeah. you know, uh, uh, like birthing Sam, like downstairs playing with him or something. Yeah, and then, she had like... So yeah. basically, oh, she... Oh my god. They ended up so okay. This is such a weird story. So yeah, they end up booking like this cleaning service one day, and after the cleaning service, like all of her clothes disappear, and she's like, "What the fuck?" And he always told her that they he booked like a dodgy cleaning service. They must have just stolen her clothes and taken them all away or whatever. But so all these years, that's what she thought. And then right at the end, when he comes to bring her the painting back, right at the very end, and he's like, "I actually have to tell you this thing." It's so funny. You know, (laughs) you know when you know when you thought all your clothes were taken. Well, actually, when you were downstairs with Sam, I opened the closet and Victoria had scissors and she was cutting up all your. Sorry, Violet had scissors and she was cutting up all your clothes. Lol, and yeah. I just and didn't want like, you to find out, so I ended up, you know, getting rid of them and then told the lie about the cleaning yeah. service. Is that so fuck? funny? How 
all this like behavior that you found troubling uh, in our daughter, I also saw, but I ignored the signs and I covered it up. I covered it up and lied to you for years. Isn't that oh fucking God. hilarious? <laughs> like, and he's laughing his ass off. He's saying, laughing saying that about story. it. Like, <laughs> yeah. And she ends up laughing. I probably just have frustration about. Yeah, like, I think stop, it's kind of like she feels it. like she's going crazy. But yeah, and the fact that yeah. he brings, he finally brings back the painting after fucking lying, saying he doesn't even know where it is and that he didn't take it yeah. or whatever, and he brings it back, and she actually like says thank you. Like, no, he does not no. deserve a thank he you. He doesn't deserve that. Like, and also, the fact like, it's also almost frustrating that this entire book is written as a letter to him. I'm like, uh huh. Doesn't yeah. deserve that, but it's also no, her telling. But it's like it's her telling her truth, you know. And so yes yeah. for that, but like this dude, man, oh. this dude, I want to strangle him. Anyway, it's rough. It's um, rough, but it's it's, it's rough. very good book. It's a frustrating book, but it's a very good book and uh, very well written, book. very interesting. And I um, uh, stand by my original review, which is this book makes me. It want to have kids even less than I already did, which was not one of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If you're unsure about kids, yeah, maybe just read this book. But also because because she does not hold back when it comes to like the delivery of the child. And no, all, the no, pain no. of after uh, giving birth and and no. she she lays it all out there. Like she does not hold back, does not romanticize yeah. in any way. Uh, no. <laughs> that situation and yeah it's just like just the Quite description graphic. of like what happens to your body like after pregnancy i'm like yeah. oh my god yeah. <laughs> oh my god not fun Yikes, not fun at all <laughs> um, um but yeah i mean i would there is a lot that we can't put into like what like so much of the book so many small it, the book is full of detail um, oh yeah, a detail it's... that so much we probably miss. So I'd highly recommend reading it. It's very, yeah. very good read. Um, yeah. Yeah, I literally like, wrote like, okay, listen, I know it's bad, but like, serves them right for constantly gaslighting her. <laughs> like, I don't want the kid to die, but like, no, I warned them so many times. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, yes, <laughs> not to literally. be a douche. Um, and yeah, he was always like, "Oh, you should love oh. our son so much more than our daughter." Yes. Like, oh, I, what? but oh, she tried. She genuinely tried so hard on tried. so many occasions. Yeah, I have. Um, oh, here. Oh my god. Okay, uh, this. I mean, okay. We haven't talked enough about how we don't like the dad, so I have another story. Yeah, bit yeah, yeah, that yeah. I want to talk about. Go on. Okay, so. <laughs> Um, they move, at one point they move out of the apartment they're in and they move into a home. Mm. And then when they do this, Blythe says, now we can be happy. And the dad goes, I thought we were already happy. And I was like, how fucking self-centered can he be? Like, Mm. he, he's happy because he can go to work and escape his fucking family for like yeah. nine hours a day and then come back. And his daughter and, loves him. And, and loves him, exactly, and gives him 
uh, all the lovely behavior while giving and and he d- ignores his wife when she explains how it's bad for her how she has mm. she can't get any sleep at night she can't do anything other than be a caregiver she tries to write but it's impossible and yeah uh, and like and, and so the audacity to be like, well, I thought we were happy because all in his brain, the only happiness that matters is his fucking own. Like he is fully aware how much Blythe is struggling at this point. Like it's when hmm. Violet's still a young child and he is fully aware she's struggling. And but in his head, they're still happy. There is no yeah. issues. Like, yeah. yeah, she's struggling. But yeah. Whatever. You know, she's a mom, yeah. so I guess she should struggle. Who cares? Fucking hell, yeah. Like, literally, such a Crazy. piece of shit. He's such a piece of shit. Yeah. <sighs> um, yeah, I mean, there's just so, like, so many moments that, yeah. like, there's moments where Violet's, like, just literally, like, she's like, I want you to leave me and dad and go away forever and yeah. not be near us. And it's just like, Jesus. Exactly, <laughs> like... The and and the toll that must like put on you mm. as like a yeah. mother, and yeah, horrific. Like I can't, I can't even yeah. imagine. Anyway, when everyone's telling you you're crazy, like exactly, and to just, just gonna... and to just work harder on your relationship, just just work harder at being yeah. a better a better mother. You know, get more sleep. Yeah. That'll help. Um, yeah, that's the only problem. It's you, you, you. You're the problem. You at all times, uh, like yeah. you go work on and yourself. His you mum as well. She yes. is just as bad. Like yeah, like she she's almost like she's not worse, but it's like. She understands, she sees there's a problem. She can tell there's a problem. She knows there's a problem with Violet, but she ignores it and then makes excuses yeah. for her son because she yeah. doesn't she doesn't want to see the problem. And like Exactly. Yeah, I know. She's, and she like she she tries to like sort of help Blythe or like she'll talk to him to her and like understand that there's an issue and she yeah. sees that her and Violet have not a good relationship. She at one point she sees Violet like bite a blice cheek yeah. like hard and she yeah. and she just ignores the problem she just yeah. she realizes it's bad but she doesn't do anything because she's too scared to to rock the boat to uh tell her goddamn son that to step the fuck up you know and there's literally a moment where um Blythe is saying to them I think her name was Helen she was just like can we talk about like Sam what happened with Sam and and Helen's like I don't want to talk about it. Like, I can't. It's too much for me. It's like, she, she's this woman mother. who's lost her son <laughs> yeah. is asking just to talk to you about what happened. Yeah. But no, it's too much for you. Like, it's, And like, and that's why, like, she got so goddamn attached to Gemma because yeah. finally there was someone who was letting her speak about Sam. No one wanted to yeah. speak to Sam, about Sam yeah. with her. And like, Yes, she was pretending he was still alive, but it was an outlet to finally speak about him because no one in her life let her speak about him. Yeah, or even asked or said his name or anything. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. What good book. It was a great book. Yeah. It was a great book. Um, So, ratings? Are we ready for ratings? Yeah, I think so. Well, I've rated it four stars. Huh? And uh, spoiler alert for for my sister who saw it on Goodreads and was upset with me <laughs> for spoiling it for her, and I was like, 
It's not my uh, fault Val picked a book yeah. I'd already read. It was Val's <laughs> fault. Yeah, so if my that. sister hates you, that's why. If you get the cold <laughs> shoulder, that would be why. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> um, <laughs> what was the... So where's the one star difference? I mean, like, I really enjoyed that? it. I, I think, mm-hmm. for me personally, books are five... St- a book that frustrates me that much can be a five star. <laughs> like, I think it's a fantastic <laughs> book and I think it's a, a very interesting subject and well-written. Just per, like, just the way I personally write, uh, rate things. Something yeah. that's five star is either will make me like, it, it just has, I, I, I has to, for me to be like, if it doesn't, if it, wow, wow. What? I, am I having a stroke? <laughs> you can do this. You got this. Uh, okay, I'm okay. So for me, <laughs> five stars is either something that made me like indescribably happy and enjoyable, and if not happy, then a some another very strong, powerful emotion. You know, mm. and as much as that one, uh, I really enjoyed. I thought it was great writing, very fascinating. Uh, I don't think I would put it up with uh, my other five stars. I just, yeah. Yeah. That's just me personally. I get that. Um, yeah, I think I still struggle with my rating system. I, I mean, don't really. Yeah. To be honest, my rating system, I feel like I constantly change it in my head. And yeah. so like I go back and change my ratings all the time. Yeah. So who fucking knows? And I don't have like a concrete idea. I, I It's really just like feeling, you know? Yeah. Um, I get that. I think, because uh, like when I think about, is it as good as things that I've rated as five star, yes. or did it? Like I would probably say no. Right. Um, but when I initially read it, I was thinking like four and a half, probably. Yeah. Um, which I guess rounds up to five on Goodreads because they don't do half yeah. stuff. But yeah, I think a solid four and a half stars. It's funny because like for me on Goodreads, if it's like four point five, I still write it. F- rate it four because like five star is like so elite that it's like its own category yeah but like if it's but if it's like 3.5 sometimes i'll round it up to four (laughs) literally i just know there's no rhyme or reason it's just yeah (laughs) yeah it's yeah maybe i should run it down i don't know it's difficult that's just Um, me it's me like i just like no i know books to be five star and i'm like only certain books are allowed to be even if yeah. it's technically four point five, like I'll 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 put four star and in the in the review I'll write it's like four point five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm just a book slut and I'm just you like, are a book slut. You're just easy. like five stars for you, five stars, five stars for you. you get five stars and you get five stars. <laughs> Unless you're a beautiful people, whatever it's called, where it's oh where beautiful are you world, beautiful <laughs> world. Where are you? In that case. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> Did I give that two stars? I think I gave it two yeah, stars. Yeah, you gave it two stars. Brutal. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that was the push. Highly recommend. Super good book. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we spent as much time talking about that as we did Taylor Swift, but... Yeah, but... I mean, Taylor Swift... It deserves Taylor a read. Taylor Swift, five stars. Everything's five stars yes. for Taylor Every Swift. Every time. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's do the game really quick. 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 Really, really quick, quick, really, really quick. Really, really quick, quick, really, really quick. 
<laughs> we stay really quick as we prolong it. <laughs> yeah. Right. I mean, I was just get. I need time to get it up. Oh, really, okay. really quick. Let's do the game. Really, really, really quick, 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 really, really quick, quick. Oh, yeah. uh, right. Oh, I've lost it. No. Okay. <laughs> really, really quick. <laughs> okay. Are okay. you ready? Yes. Blank is having the worst night of his life. It begins with the reappearance of his ex-boyfriend, Blank, the oh, guy word. who just. Uh, who stomped his heart out like a spent cigarette. Wait, who what? Just. <laughs> who stomped what? his what? Stomped his heart out oh, like okay. a spent cigarette. Got it. I, that, I didn't hear that. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> Just as Blank is getting ready to move on, Blank turns up out of the blue saying they need to talk. Things couldn't get much worse, right? Wait, let me do it. Things couldn't get much worse, right? Right. <laughs> but then, <laughs> but then, Blank gets a call from his sister, Blank, begging for help. And then he and Blank find her drenched in blood and holding a knife beside the bo- dead body of her boyfriend, Blank. Blank swears she didn't care, Blank, kill Blank. But Blank, there's so many names. But Blank knows her too well to believe she's telling him the whole truth. Blank has something he needs, though, and her price is his help. Now, with no one to trust but the boy he wants to hate yet can't stop loving, Blank has uh-huh. one night to prove his sister's innocence. Okay. Or die trying. I think I know which one it is. Is okay. it White Rabbit? It is. Yes. Okay, now the author... Kale? Caleb? Kale? Kale? Yeah, yeah, you got it? it. You fully got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah! Oh my god, I can't Check believe I got you. the author. I honestly was That's so good. That's quite I, an old one as well. I know. I'm. I like the story was well pretty done. memorable. Um, yeah, and like because the part of the mystery is this drug called White Rabbit. So I kind of remember oh, the title that way. But the author, fair. I'm honestly shocked that I I managed to pull that. Yeah, one that was impressive. Brain. To be fair, I didn't. Um, actually proofread that one i just picked it so whoops what does are you implying that that makes it less impressive that i got it right or something yeah i mean that i'm just trying to what like... you're saying right <laughs> because it was impressive and people are that always there always has to be a reason for you to oh yeah you're like well actually right. you only got it because i picked a last minute <laughs> that means yeah. anything <laughs> well i mean it was just a very obvious plot obviously you got it uh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's very impressive. Thank you. Have you been keeping track of the score? I have, yeah. Okay, so where am I at percentage wise? You're um, uh, 22 and a half out of 32. Okay. Yeah. That's which like, is what, like something in percentage. 66% or something? <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> it's it's like 80 89 percent i think yeah <laughs> it's yeah. like 99.99 right so that's the end let's talk about next week we're doing my yeah. book pick and i've picked for the holidays, I picked a nice little Christmassy book and I picked Aww. in a holidays by christina lauren <laughs> so that should be nice and festive for our first december episode very exciting 
In a holidays. In a holidays. Sorry, I said that as I was writing it because I haven't actually in a written it down. Days. <laughs> Uh, love actually meets Groundhog Day, cute. Yeah. I actually don't really know anything about the book other than I have heard of the author. I've read one of her books before and it's Christmassy, so good enough for me. And also it was available from the library. (laughs) Because I'm feeling a little cheap this season. (laughs) I haven't checked if it is available for me, but I will. I mean, it it came out like a couple years ago, so it's not like it's a new, new book. So shit. Perfect. Alright, we will see you guys in two weeks with uh, yep. our Christmas book. Bye, thanks Bye. for listening. <laughs>